This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the best social media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. She's so confident there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now on with the show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris, and I am your guide and host through the show. Today, we have our monthly episode, which is called Coaching Moments with Ryan D'April. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with Ryan, let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, Ryan is a progressive thought leader. He's focused on providing for his agents and staff. His strengths are motivational skills, coaching style and his dedication to training. Uh, Ryan has 13 offices throughout Chicagoland, also in Wisconsin, Indiana, and Michigan, and has hundreds and hundreds of successful brokers at his company. Uh, D'April Properties is a coaching company with eight strategic coaches who work week in and week out with every agent individually focused on build, uh, business planning, coaching and accountability. And if you would like to take your career to the next level, or if you're just getting, not getting the attention you need or deserve, check out D'April Properties. Visit dapralproperties.com. Once again, welcome back to the show, Ryan. Thanks, DJ. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, I appreciate your, all the contributions you make. These are uh, some of our most listened to episodes are your coaching moments. So um, we we really appreciate your help and yeah, what what's so what's going on? You know, obviously, right now we're most of the country is at a stay-at-home order. Um, some states have deemed real estate to be essential. Uh, some states have not. Uh, so we're fortunate, at least here in Illinois, to be able to practice to some degree. Uh, other states aren't as fortunate currently. Um, but what are you seeing out there? What what are you what are you seeing with your agents? So we're uh, thankfully seeing a uh, continuance of business. So, I mean, there's clearly been a, a slowdown, but uh, before we launched, you, you asked how things are going. And I said, really good. And, and then you yeah. said you were surprised. And I said, well, relative to the current market, what's going on, things are actually uh, going really well. And in fact, uh, last week, this past week, we saw quite a, an uptick. I think uh, there is a lot of demand out there. Clearly, there is not enough inventory. Um, one of our agents just put a home under contract. She was on the market for 48 hours and had nine offers on it. Wow. Um, so, um, you know, business is down because of the shelter in place and, uh, the fear that's out there. But, um, I think it's temporary, like anything else, it will, uh, it will pass. Um, but recently in the past week, we've seen an uptick and I think we'll see that continue as, you know. As, as the world starts to get a hold of this um, and we start to get uh, hopefully better better news. I remember on our last episode, the stay, in, the stay at home order was, was also enacted. And you had said that this in some ways was similar, but also different from the real estate crash of the late, uh, the late zeros from you know, 2008 yeah. to 2010. But you had said something very interesting that was echoed by a, a, someone that I interviewed yesterday from San Jose, California, with no connection to you. But he said exactly the, the same thing that you had said uh, that you had done back in 2008 when the market crashed. Uh, you said you doubled your efforts. You doubled your marketing efforts and it paid dividends. And he was saying the exact same thing. Um, so if you don't mind, I'd love yeah. to, for our listeners to hear more about, you know, what, what does that look like? What, what should agents Absolutely. Do? And I really think, you know, there's a book out there. It's, it's, it's title is not, it's not what happens to you. It's what you do about it. Not what happens to you is what you do about it. And uh, I, I feel it's really important that we look uh, for the good in life. And when we have situations like these, and it seems to happen every 10 years, 9-11, the Great Recession, uh, this uh, pandemic that's going on, 
um, you know, if, if you really practice a life of uh, lifelong learning and you're going to get caught up in the moment watching the news and that deer in headlights, but um, you, you, you kind of come back and you dial it in. And what's different for me now in 2020 to 2008, 2008, I was in my third year in real estate and I was selling real estate and I doubled down my activities and my business. And 2020 is my eighth year of uh, growing our company and running our business. And man, so many good things have come from this that I've learned from, uh, you know, from the importance of culture and community and, and keeping together and being that beacon of light for your agents who are essentially a beacon of light uh, for their community and their network. Um, we're doing the weekly Zoom calls. We're having you know, over 250 participants weekly on it, uh, getting a lot of great feedback. Our managing brokers, uh, who are coaches, have really rolled up their sleeves with their office managers and uh, are making sure that our agents' monthly marketing is getting out there and the agents are staying engaged in their network and in their, in their, in their flow with their, with their network. And uh, some really great best practices are coming out of this. And... Um, you could, you, you, we, I'm certain that we're going to see the ripple effect and we already are after just one month of like real like thick concentrated Kool-Aid, you know, really putting it in there and getting focused on our, our, our practices and, 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 and what we need to be doing. We're already starting to see the results of more business. Our agents are, I feel are much busier than the average agent in the marketplace. And uh, the morale is, Morale is really, really good. I mean, again, it, it could get scary, and uh, but the folks that are buying in and participating in the weekly calls and that are uh, letting uh, uh, a manager broker or coach hold them accountable and meet with them on a weekly basis, um, it's really, it's starting to uh, trickle into their life, their personal life, and uh, everybody's really in a pretty, pretty good state of mind. I, I remember reading um, from uh, a quotes, uh, but actually listen to, to interviews as well with coach John Wooden, who is, I don't know if he's still the most winning coach for NCAA history for men, but I, I believe he certainly was and probably still is. And he ended up winning, I think, seven NCAA championships in a row, like, which is just completely unheard of. And then I think he won like nine of 12, you know, it's like yeah. some incredible statistics. But anyway, the reason I'm bringing him up is he was all about process and discipline and fundamentals. Yeah. And, and he, he said, he, and this is his, his words, not mine, and it wasn't metaphor or, or exaggeration, hyperbole. He legitimately said he never looked at the scoreboard. He said, I just never looked. He goes, we just keep our head down and we do what we're doing. And I wonder um, if, you know, if that's really the secret to, to staying it busy. Is. Yeah. You know, it is, and, and success in life and in business is, it is a process. Um, they say we're in sales. I don't think, you know, sales is an art. I mean, it's a combination, but really, I don't feel like we're in sales. We, we help people navigate through the marketplace. Our biggest value that we bring to the market is emotional intelligence and helping people through that huge transition in life. But uh, for a real estate agent, a loan officer, or anybody else, who is responsible for essentially supporting themselves by generating leads. Um, it is absolutely a process. You're only as good as your habits. And uh, these habits and these daily habits are not uh, for the few. They're for the majority. Uh, it just, it's all up here. And are you willing to dedicate and time block one hour a day and do it five, six days a week? I'm a, I'm a gardener. I love, I love my plants. I love my flowers and I, I cultivate and I look at my business, my companies. I look at my personal business. I look at my children. I look at my garden. All of it is cultivating. And, and I try to tell everybody, I, I please love the journey, embrace the journey. And I, right now it's May, isn't May? It's April 30th. Almost. And uh, my, it's almost, and my tulips are all up and I plant my tulips in the fall and I wait all winter for spring. And the most fun is when I set the little green sprouts and then they're coming back, ooh, there's the bulb. Now they're gorgeous, they're beautiful. They're all over, they're purple and they're white. Um, but in the back of my house, I have about 100 sunflowers planted. Uh -huh. I'm having more fun with the little green sprouts that are starting to come through the dirt. I'm enjoying the beauty of my tulips, right? And my rhododendrons, and, but I'm excited for my azaleas which are about the top. But what am I talking about? People are like, what the hell is he talking about? It's cultivating. 
and it's enjoying the process and the journey. So if you bring it back to what we do for a living, you know, I, I really would challenge anybody to look at their business and are they truly getting the most pleasure at the closing table when they're getting the check? Or they really, they stop and they reflect and they take a moment to look back at the process from soup to nuts, A to Z, wherever you started. And did you enjoy the journey? And I bet you you did. And it has its ups and it has it down. And it's, it's difficult living in the moment. I, I completely understand um, because when you have those downs, they're hard. But if you could step up, step back, and as Deepak Chopra says, become a witness to your life. Yeah. And become a witness to your life and, and your practices and, and start to watch you know, what you're doing and enjoy, enjoy that cultivation process. I have no idea how we went down this, this road. <laughs> no, but, but, but you're right. It, it, it is about habits. It is about uh, discipline and it is about, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like, you, you've always said this in previous episodes and I, I think it's a really important concept to, to circle back to, which is there's freedom in discipline. The, the yeah. irony of, yeah, there's some short term right. pain, uh, but you're going to actually have more freedom in your life by having structure. It's sort of just, you know, absolutely. Um, yeah. That, and that's what I love. That's what I love about what I do. Our, I'm a coach, right? And we have a coaching company and working with so many individuals in our office, our agents, and really kind of having these different breakthroughs. And one of them is, is, is getting people to stop fearing success because they think once you become successful, I'm going to have less time for this. Or I'm going to have less time for that. And folks, it's not true. You know, I have, I have 400 plus people at my organization from a real estate company, a mortgage company, a title company. I have a wife, I have three daughters. I coached their basketball team. I was able to do all of these things and success did not get in the way. Um, but I had to have uh, discipline. I had to have processes. You know, it's get exhausting working in your business every day. You got to take time to work on it. And that's the cultivating. And, um, and a couple of things I want to talk about in our, in, in coaching moments today for some takeaways for our listeners, DJ, yes. is um, one, uh, the cultivating of the business, which I just kind of covered. Um, two, I want to talk about uh, converting. I think one of the things that we need to speak with, speak to our agents, our listeners here is, you know, you have, you have your network or your lead source. I, I, I prefer the network lead source, but there's many others. They move to prospects and then they move to active clients and then they move to sales. Let's talk about moving from prospects to actives. How do you convert? I'll cover that. And then I think to wrap up is let's talk about, you know, stop selling and, and start understanding your client, be it a buyer or seller. Understand their why. And working with so many agents, they, they come to me and they look for advice on a uh, buyer consultation or a listing consultation that they're going on. And uh, it always, you know, usually starts with them and yeah. and what are they going to say and i said stop don't make it about you it's not right. you you're, you're a participant on their journey it's about them and you need to learn how to ask why questions and why that is so important is throughout the journey of a buyer or seller's transaction um they're going to come up to roadblocks and a lot of those roadblocks are themselves and you have to go back to their why and to help them uh, see why they started on this and help them get out of their way. They will come to the decision um, that you know they should make. But remember, you know, um, that's why we add the value. We're the third party. We're not so emotionally attached to it. And when emotions are high, logic is low. So we've got to go back to that why. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about converting. Is that okay with you? Perfect. So we're talking about converting prospects to uh, to customer. Yeah, exactly. A prospect to an active client. Okay. Right. And just some bullet points that I have here uh, that I wrote down. Um, one, um, first you should assume that you are their real estate agent and follow up with action. Um, you know, don't have to wait for permission all the time. People like to be led. Yes. Okay. And um, one of the things that I like to say is get over the imposter syndrome, right? Get over the imposter syndrome and, um, that's self-imposed and that's, uh, these limiting beliefs that we all have. Uh, and you have to understand people have a need out there 
um, you are a professional. You went to school, you got your license, you go to continuing education, you go into the office on a, a weekly basis, you, you go to office meetings, you learn best practices, you're learning the statistics, what's going on, you are the experts. And it's, I equate to like going to a doctor's office and a doctor hesitating when you walk in and say, mm, may I, would you mind if I um, took your blood pressure? Right. You'd be freaked out. And uh, you have to, you would, you have to look at um, when you have somebody who's a prospect and again, a prospect's not an active client. It's not a buyer that's in your car driving around and it's not a, um, it's not a listing that's active list, actively listing. Uh, you have to take out that, that imposter syndrome and which is self-imposed. You have to speak in statements, not questions. And then, of course, you have to look at the different categories of the lead sources, which will direct you on how you act with them. So let me elaborate on that a little bit, okay? Sure. And I, I want to back up just I'm yes. going to back up just one pause for just a sec because, and Ryan's about to say a lot of really, really great things about, um, about how to prepare. Um, but I've always, and I, I want to add to that just briefly is to say, you know, if someone, if you're newer to the industry, if you're not as experienced and your client asks you a question where you don't have the answer right front and center, tell the truth, say, you know, that's a great question. Let me get right back to you with an answer on that. Um, and most people understand that you're not going to have every answer. So this imposter syndrome Ryan talking about is really, really important. Don't be afraid to say to the client, that's an amazing question. I mean, it happens to me all the time. I had somebody, uh, I've been doing this 10 years. Somebody, I was trying to recruit somebody for our firm yesterday and they asked a, com a, a commercial uh, uh, transaction question. I said, to be honest, I really don't know, but I will get back, right back to you with the answer. Give me 30 minutes. And they were like, awesome, that's perfect. So, right. yeah. yeah, but if I, if, if yeah. I would have, if I would have, um, you know, answered it differently or, or hemmed and hawed, uh, they probably wouldn't have thought as highly of me. So I always say, right. don't be afraid of being an imposter. You can always tell the truth too. Always tell the truth. Absolutely. You know, and remember you know, for our, our listeners out there, be it real estate agents or loan officers, a sale is a byproduct of a relationship. Yes. Uh, that's what it comes. You don't sell homes. You never have. You never will. Right. Um, you add a ton of value to the marketplace. And that's emotional intelligence. That's understanding what's going on, how to refocus people that are buyers or sellers throughout the process to focus on the goal and their why. Um, but, you know, in the beginning process of this is you have to focus on the relationship and then knowing what their why is. Yes. And then there's a point where you have to get out of your own way and you have to have a belief system in yourself and you have to understand that you are the expert and you got to start speaking in statements yes. and not questions. Yes. You know, if you speak in questions and you ask, um, would you like me to send you this? Would you like to do this? Yeah. Uh, would you like me to give you, uh, would you like me to come by give you a uh, an idea or a value of your home you could be scaring them because they don't know what comes first right people want to be led yes you have to lead so dj you are considering selling your home you know dj that sounds great listen i want to come by next week i want to just take a look at your home there's a lot of steps in going over uh, there's a lot going involved in selling your home. I don't want you to think about it. I, I got it all covered, but I need to come by. I want to take a look at your home, have a cup of coffee, give you some ideas, and I'll show you what the next steps are after that. That's just one example Great. of how I'm not asking you, I'm telling you. And what that happens to do is I puts me in the lead position and they come to us because they want us to lead. And it also, the, so, other thing it, the other thing it does, and I want to make a point because I, we do this in our recruiting calls. So, so I, you know, I, I recruit realtors to work at our firm and one of the shifts I've been doing this 10 years, when I first started, um, this was my own ignorance. I would say, Hey, would you like to learn more about our firm? You know, I would give a little pitch and, and, you know, maybe they'd say yes. Most time they go, nah. And then we changed it and it was a small change, but it's really what Ryan just said. And, and now what we say is, 
They say, hey, if you're ever interested in looking at another firm, we'd be honored to talk to you. It went from a question to a statement. And it, it, it goes back to that, you know, if you're doing it right, you don't have to ask for the sale. And we just said, hey, we would love to talk to you. If you're, if you're interested, let us know and we'd check. And that improved our, uh, our, these phone call um, responses by like, we, we have twice as many people interested from that simple switch from asking a question to where it really puts the person on the spot. And maybe mm -hmm. they're not ready to make that, that commitment. And, and also they might have resistance towards it. Now we just say, hey, if you're interested, let us know. And we just right. pause and we wait for them to respond. So it's kind of similar yeah. to what you had said. Yeah. It is, it's a, it's a great point. And so when we have somebody that's in our prospect category that we want to move to active, what I mean by that is when they are ready, you know that they're going to use you. Yeah. And so again, we don't sell, we don't force, we swim downstream. But you have to understand what your lead source is. So all this, um, all these, these these definitions and these there are these terms that I'm that I'm using. They're very important because one of the things that we use at our company is called a dashboard. It's something we built, and it gives you control and it gives you visibility. And really, most CRMs will have this. Ours is customized to more of our language and how we flow. Um, but you got to know your lead source because you have to work with everybody differently. And let me tell you why. So if I'm going to convert somebody from a prospect to an active and they're an open house lead, okay, that's going to be different than sure. if they're a lead from my network, right? Which would be different if they're a lead from my referral from my network. So if let's talk about an open house lead. Um, so agents out there, uh, you, you, you sit in an open house and, um, you know, a lot of agents um, tend to sit at their open houses over and over again. I do encourage agents to kind of get out of the practice and maybe have other agents sit your open house. They're going to get more uh, unbiased feedback that you get to you that you could relate to your client. But it also puts you in the state of mind that when you are hosting somebody else's open house, um, you're not so focused on selling that house you're in, but creating a relationship with that potential buyer that walks in. And when you are working with an open house lead and that conversion that I'm talking about, I think the first thing you need to focus on is that relationship. Where are you from DJ? And let you speak. And you're going to answer where are you from? It's one of my favorite things to open up with because yeah. you may tell me physically where you live. Right. You may tell me where you grew up. You may tell me where you went to school. You may tell me where you work. I have no idea. And then the conversation is like a choose your own adventure. But sure. the questions I'm asking are always about you. Right. And there's this, have you heard of Ford? The acronym Ford? No. What that stands for? So Ford stands for family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. I'll go over dreams in a second because that could be confusing. But these are things people want to talk about, about sure. them. Your job in the um, lead development as a real estate professional or a loan, off, uh, loan officer, the businesses that I run and, and that I coach in, your job is to create relationships. If you wanna create a relationship, DJ, if I wanna create a relationship with you, I'm going to talk about you. Right. And I'm gonna ask questions regarding family or uh, your occupation or what you like to do or dreams, what's dreams? So what do you plan once the shelter in place is left? That's dreams means like future um, type questions. What are you gonna do for spring break? What do you have planned for the summer? Yeah. And that's, right, and then you, you can go on and on and on. We're talking about converting a prospect to an active client. So the first thing you have to do is you got to build trust. And if you wanna build trust is give that individual that you're speaking to significance and yes. learn about them. And that's about talking about the why. Now, I'm giving some examples. We're on a podcast, it's Facebook Live, it's, it's unique to me. Um, I'm getting used to this, so. And Ryan, um, by the way, is normally in front of a whiteboard and he's scribbling furiously and he's not able to do that right now. And I know that's tough. For, if, if you're watching this, uh, you know, Ryan, normally yeah. we have to have a camera following him. Um, so I, I know this, uh, this isn't as comfortable for you as, as you normally, and we should mention before you start what, exactly what Ryan does for his agents, because this is really unique. And we have 44,000 
real estate agents in Chicago. That is a significant number of agents. And Ryan does something that virtually no other, no other broker owner does where he travels from office to office. He's got 13 offices and he literally has whiteboards in every office and he coaches every single, he coaches his coaches, he coaches the agents um, and, and he runs around and this is his life. This is what he does. So I'm um, sorry we don't have a whiteboard uh, for you. but No, hopefully. that's okay. And it's like, you know, it's the energy, right? And there's usually there's right. a classroom of people and I could, we could dialogue back and forth. So, yeah. and then I'm trying trying to, you know, for brevity, I'm trying to keep this in so I don't want to, you know, lose the sure. listeners or bore listeners. But coming back, you know, um, to this, right? It's, I built a rapport with you. Okay, listen, real estate agents, this is particular in Illinois when we have the private network and whatnot. Then you have to practice and understand techniques because when you meet somebody in an open house, you, you, you know that they're out looking. They might not be looking to buy for the next 12 months. Who cares? You know, you've just identified somebody yeah. Who's in the marketplace, man, take time to build relationship with them. And then please paint the home buying process as fun. You know, be, pay attention to your vernacular and, and make it exciting uh, to them. That might be different for a seller. And, I'll, and we could go into that maybe in another episode, because I could go up for four hours on this. But um, after I build the trust with you, okay. Um, and I'm hosting an open house, okay? I'm gonna to wanna to know of a few homes that are on the private network sure. prior to that open house. It's prior proper planning. I wanna plan, plan properly going to that open house. So after I build a report with you and I find out what you're looking at, and I'm in a, say a $500,000 home, but you're looking for a $300,000 home, okay? I might not have them it memorized, but that was just an example, but, I might say, you know, DJ, there's a home on 456 Apple Street and one on, on 321 Main Street, not yet on the market. You should go drive past and take a look. And then I'll say, and listen, you know, um, if you want, now you got to know your audience, right? So maybe my, I'm in the community and DJ, you're new to this community. Make it fun. Hey, DJ, if you ever want, I'd be happy to drive you around the town. Let me show you where the different schools are, where the downtown is, where the dog park is. And then they're going to say, oh, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to waste your time. You have to come back with your first language, which is your energy. And yes. you have to say, no, this is fun. This is, I love to do this. If, if you want, I would be happy to do it. If you don't want to, and then we send them a community tour. We send them bits of information to them after we met with them. But, you know, in... The time, the 10 minutes, the 30 minutes we spend together, 80% of it's on that rapport. Then the next 20% of it, yes. The oh, next no, I was just- of it, Go ahead. Yeah, the next 20% of it is going to be, uh, what are you looking for? You know what? Uh, there is a couple homes I know of and, and go over and look at this and be, and be like, you know, I work at this organization, but I'm friends with so many agents in this community. Um, if you want, I'll, I'll shoot an email. I can see what else is coming on and keep you up to date of what will be out there and what might be coming. And then after that, I'm going to stay in touch with you with a text message or an email. We could get into conversations on how do you get that stuff and there's techniques to do it. And, uh, you know, when I was selling and I was doing this, I mean, eight out of 10 times, um, these people would end up working with me and they're my closest friends today. Yeah. And the, the number one focus is, was on them, the, the rapport, and then coming off with my love and my energy for the business and showing the people who buy homes, they buy communities, they're buying towns, they're buying neighborhoods, they're buying, you know, a lifestyle and they're buying a future that they're looking into. Really embrace that and, 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 and ask to be a part of that journey and lead them, lead them and say, hey, if you'd like, I'll pick you up, we'll go get a cup of coffee, take you 20 minutes, be happy to show you around. No strings attached. By the way, I don't say no strings attached. I don't like sales type sure. top, type of cliches, uh, but I imply it if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I want to tack on a, f a few just really quick uh, techniques because you said a lot just now. And, and one of the things that you said quickly, and I want to uh, circle back to, is this idea of when you're doing an open house to know not only the neighborhood, know what all the homes on the MLS are that are comparable that clients who are going to walk in or prospective clients, uh, you know, would probably want to know about. And then also, as Ryan said, and this was big, and, and I don't know that every 
Uh, every MLS in the country has this, but you should look to see. It's called a private listing network. And Ryan very quickly said, you should be checking the private listing network to see if there's any other available units because those, uh, those properties tend not to stream out to Zillow, uh, Redfin, a lot of the, um, uh, the, the, the consumer-facing websites. So what Ryan's saying is go there and say, oh, by the way, there's another property. Yeah. It hasn't yet hit the MLS. I can shoot it over totally. to you. I'd really like you to see yes. it. And agents, I want you to listen to me closely here. And, and, and I, the point of contention I have with uh, the associations, what they essentially did is they, they sold our data to yeah. the Zillows of the world who are then selling it back to us. But God forbid, you sent out a postcard with another agent's information, you're in violation of the rules. <laughs> I don't want to go down that rabbit right. hole. But I want you to understand with what DJ is talking about, the PLN, there's a proper way to send properties that are on the PLN to people that you meet from these lead sources and listen closely. It's not through an automated search on the MLS. Right. It's through a text message. It's through an email. And you're saying, hey, I, I know of a property. It's four bedrooms, it's five bathrooms. I'm making this stuff up, right? It's three bedroom, it's four bedrooms, two bathrooms. It's in that price point. Uh, the address is four, five, six, make sure you go on drive path. If you wanna get in, let me know. What am I saying? I'm saying not meet DJ in an open house and then go log in the MLS and put DJ in an automated search. Right. Anybody can do that. You're in the 80% if you're doing that. You're and not, they, they can not, do it themselves too. They don't yeah. need you for that. Right. Right. Now you got to get creative. You got to, you know, you got to become that gardener, you know, grab your miracle grow, clip and prune and take care of that lead and cultivate it and, and really step back and witness your activities and put yourself in their shoes. Like, how would you want to be led? Yes. How would you want to be led through the process? You know, it, it's funny. I, um, I'm going to give you an example of when I used to, um, I, I, I get all of my clothing from basically one place. But before, before then, um, I used to go to Banana Republic. And, and the reason, and I like Banana Republic now, but what I liked about them was their salespeople were, were quite good is I would walk into the store and one, you know, some of their salespeople, are, of course, are better than others. But they they used to have an office, or a, they had a a store here in Lincoln Park that's no longer there. But I would walk in, and they would say, "Hey, I okay, looking at my coloring and my skin and my hair and whatever, my height, whatever, my style." They would say, "What do you want? What do you what are you looking for?" And I would say, "Well, I'm looking for X, Y, or Z." And they would say, "Okay." based on your skin tone, your hair, you really should be wearing these colors and, and stripes, but not you know, vertical, but not horizontal, whatever. And, and different types of clothing. And then, then they would go, give me a few minutes, I'm gonna find a few things for you. And I would be walking around yeah. and, and, and they would come back to me like a consultant yeah, would. And, and right. they, they, they established yeah. rapport, they asked what I wanted, and then yes. they said, hang on, I'm, I'm gonna, let me think about it for a few minutes. And they would come back, and it, it was one of the best shopping experiences, and that's why I was so loyal to Banana Republic. I still am, I, lo I love Banana Republic. But the point is, is I went, that's a good, and I don't even wanna say the word salesperson, because they're not a salesperson. I bought the clothes, the clothes they led, themselves. But they, they right, led. but they led you, and that's what and, people want. Yes. They don't want decisions, you guys, right. so like, Listen, putting something in an automated search and just blasting what's in the MLS, you're not adding any value. Right. So go find a couple of houses. And here's the next one that people talk about is, well, they've checked no on everything I sent them. Cool. Take, get them out to one or two properties and three or four homes that they checked no on that you think you like, show it to them. Surprise them. Say, hey, I got two more choices. Let's just go look at this. Do you know how many times that happened to me? They say, oh my God, I love this home. I'm like, yes, you check no on it. I didn't, I don't say that to them because there's no point. But right. you as real estate professionals, you have to understand that, you know, like you got to take control. Go back to the dressing room, like DJ just said. Go grab some items and say, let's try this and let's try that. And uh, speak in these statements, not questions. Um, and lead. People want to be led. Um, and, and okay. People want to be led by, by consultants, right? So I've always said, you know, it's a shame that there were called salespeople because I don't, I don't think anyone who's successful in real estate would probably refer. I mean, they might say they're in sales, but they're really a consultant. Their, their job is to find out what, what the client needs and then to authentically give them solutions. And yeah, I mean, know, the sales made when they hire you. And that's right. the only time you were in sales. And that's simple. That's just a byproduct of being in and flow with your network and create relationships. Like 
you are in the friend making business and it's not, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and so on and so forth. Um, so there was something else, uh, DJ, that I wanted to cover, uh, but it just slipped my mind. Well, um, we were talking about uh, today's market. So, oh, so yes. Well, yes. Can I, can I, can I, yeah. can I lead here? Okay, cool. Please. Um, yeah. So, uh, converting prospects to actives and we just went over open houses. So now let's talk about a network lead source. Okay. So DJ, you, I didn't meet you in open house. You're somebody in my network and I know you, I know what's going on because I have good daily habits. It's my job to know who you are and to work with you. And by chance at a basketball game, a soccer game or a cocktail party, you say, you know, yeah, I, you know, I'm thinking about buying a home next year. Uh, and, you know, you want to come out and say it, but you'd say little cues. This is totally different because I have now a relationship with you sure. because you're from my network. So I'm going to handle that. I'm going to work different. And I'm going to not ask them to tell. DJ, that's awesome. I can't wait to work with you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start sending you some properties. And listen, I know, you know, you're not ready eight months from now. But eight months goes like this, and this is so much fun. What are you doing next Saturday or next Sunday? I need you to give me an hour, one of those days, grab a cup of coffee. Let's go out. It's a lot of fun. Let's go see what's out there. I didn't ask if I could be your agent, right? right? I didn't go on a buyer consultation with you. I didn't put myself into an interview. I grabbed you. I you know, virtually put you in the car, and we went and started the process. And even if I had said, hey, Ryan, I'm busy, Ryan would have gone, okay, no problem. What about the next weekend? I really want to get you out there. We, gotta, we really should start this process. 100%. Yep. Don't feel like an imposter. That's your job because here's the thing. DJ wants to buy a home. He's talking to me about it, right? And I'm bringing it so I'm going to lead. I'm going to be confident. Your confidence is incredibly important to your success. And we're going to go out and we're going to enjoy the experience. You need to be the curator of the experience. We live life for experiences. So think about the experience, you know, in, um, whatever, I could go down that, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole about the cleanliness of the car and everything else you do, but take control. Now, same exact thing, but DJ, you want to sell your home. Right. Okay, so now you're listing. Same that, same exact step. DJ, that's awesome. I'm going to shoot you some data. What's going on in the marketplace? We like to do, um, we like to not talk about comps in the beginning, by the way. Uh, when we are working with our agents, we'd like to look at some statistical data and really separate ourselves. Marketing, you know, we don't even go down the rabbit hole of marketing because in today's day and age, you know, you could be a one man shop, put it on the internet, you, your home's all over the world. The marketing is, it's articulating your value and it's really understanding like the case Schiller, the indices, talk about real estate from a national level, bring it down to regional here in Chicagoland or Southern Wisconsin or Northwest Indiana. Um, or, um, and then, and then bring it down locally. Then let's talk about what's going on in a local community, talk about supply and demand and pricing of all the homes. And then let's get into the comps. We can talk about that. But, but, but first I'm at a cocktail party and you're talking about uh, potentially selling your home. Yeah. Say, DJ, that's awesome. I'm sending you some information tomorrow, what's going on in the marketplace. And I want to get over to your house in the next two or three weeks. And you might say, well, you know, we're not looking for the next year. And I'm going to say, that's okay. You know what? I still want to get over. I want to take a look. Hey, you know what, DJ, let me ask you a question. What if somebody came to me and said they wanted to buy your home? You never had to go on the market. We never had to list it. And I had an easy, smooth transaction on your terms and your conditions. And you might say, well, that'd be perfect. Okay, cool. Then I need to see your home. I'm right. a real estate agent. I work in an office with hundreds of agents. I'm friends with the thousands of agents in this community. Let me come over. And by the way, over the next year, let me um, give you advice on what we need to do. And by the way, again, here I'm speaking as a leader, okay? I'll handle it for you. You, you, you could live your life. You could be, you know, be the attorney that you are or, or be the stay-at-home father that you are or be the accountant, do what you do, focus on your family. I got this. I'm going to take control. And so there's so many nuances that I could, I could dive into. But what I want our listeners to understand is when I'm working with a network connection and I've done my job, 
of creating relationships with the people in my network. Um, and they bring that up to me. I'm not asking to be their agent. I'm, I am their agent. I'm assuming right. I'm their agent and I'm going to take control of the process. Yeah. They'll, they'll tell you if they're not interested, of course, you know, it's, yeah. it's so funny. This is exactly why and most I, won't. I'm sorry. You're right. That, I really want to help you guys. Oh, they, oh that yeah. Yeah. I, they just, won't, yeah. Most of you like to embrace it. And it's good. Thank you, TJ, for saying that. Cause that's true. You might get one out of 20 that will say no, but most won't and they're going to appreciate it. It's the same reason why I love personal trainers, um, which right now is, is a little bit more challenging to, to work with. I one. Know, I've got like 10 pounds on me here. <laughs> me too. I've got more than that, but uh, I love a personal trainer. I, I once went um, when I was hiring a personal trainer years ago and, and he went, he said, well, what are your goals? I said, look, I only have one goal because some people come in and they want to lose a certain amount of weight or they want to gain a certain amount of muscle or maybe endurance or whatever. I said, I only have one goal. I said, I just want you to put me to work and do whatever you do. You're the expert. Just tell me what to do and don't let me quit. And, and that is, I think a lot of times how people just want to, if you've established rapport, if you've established that you're the expert and, and, you know, and they believe and trust in you, you have to, you know, congruently tell them what they need to hear. And uh, imposter syndrome should, should not prohibit you from doing that. This is your job. You were to say, just like Ryan was saying, in, in a very assertive but respectful way, say, okay, we're doing this now. This is what we have to do now. And you say it in a right. kind way, but boy, I respond as somebody who, who I just want professionals in my life. I want my insurance agent to call me and go, hey, by the way, I noticed this thing in one of your policies. I'm going to switch you over to this other thing because it's better and cheaper or it's got more coverage. I want those kind of phone calls. You, 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 I need you to sign this because it's actually better for you. I want my financial advisor to call me and say, hey, I noticed you're a little overweight in stocks and, 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 and equities, but your bonds are a little underweight and we need to evaluate that. I want somebody I want those people in my life. And I think most people want that too. So this is yeah. you know, what they, what, you know, this is what you can do as a real estate professional. Right. Absolutely. So let's go on to the last topic. Okay. Wrap it up for the listeners here. Sure. And this is, um, you've converted the individual, they're an active client, right? And in the process, this is where we tell people, you know, to stop selling and ask why and figure out what it is, because it's incredibly important to know their why, because in negotiations or whatnot, they're going to bring up things that have nothing to do with why they're selling. And if you bring it back to the why or why they're buying, um, you're not going to be running into a brick wall over and over again. And you, DJ, if you're the buyer, or you are the seller. By me bringing up your why and talking it through you through it with you, you're going to end up getting out of your own way. And so what am I talking about? Uh, I'll just give you a couple of examples. Um, I'm just making this up on the spot here. Let's see. So, um, DJ, why you are um, selling your home is because you want a bigger home. Why do you want yes. a bigger home, right? Yeah, and right. The last yeah. Thing. Right Go now, on. there's a lot of people, me included, and this is a real example where I'm feeling a little, uh, the, the, the four walls I live in are, are getting a little, feeling a little cramped. So I'm looking to upsize. Um, and right now, of course, rates are very attractive for, for, you know, um, you know, up, upgrading. So I actually am looking to, uh, to sell and buy. Right. So I'm going to come up with a different example because what I'm going to do with you, what I would do with you right now is I drill down more. Sure. I, I, so rates are low and you want a bigger home. I still have more to do. Yeah. Right. Cause there's that now. Yeah. And I give you an example. So I know one that he used. So you want a bigger home. And, 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 and why? Well, because, you know, you're married and you have two kids, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you're in the city of Chicago, I see this all the time. Uh, you, you, you might have one kid. You live in a one-bedroom condo. You're not in a rush. Right. But you have your second on the way, right? And so there's so many different things. Or for you, DJ, you know, you want to move, right? Uh, you're single. You live in a, in, in a condo and rates are low. I'm going to have to figure out more of what the why is. You know, how long sure. have you lived there for, DJ? Two years. Okay, great. Are, do you, are you seriously thinking about I, I Yeah, I mean, right now I'm, in, I'm at our office in Lincoln Park, but um, I'm feeling a little, uh, a little claustrophobic in my place. I'd like okay, a Okay, so is it space. small? It's eight, uh, it's, yeah, it's a one bedroom. It's 850 square feet. Anything else that you're looking for? Like, what I'd do you like want to get out of a move? 
I, I love a West facing view because I like to see the sunset. I sound silly, but it's important to me. Um, yeah. I like to be up high. I like being in, in high rises and I would like to add a second bedroom uh, for visitors. So why do you want a second bedroom for visitors? Well, my parents live uh, three hours away in Peoria, but they're from Chicago. So they're up here all the time. Their businesses are up here. Yeah. And I don't like sleeping on the air mattress and giving them the bed every time. So I'd like more space. Yeah. yeah. How old are your parents? Early 70s. Early 70s. Okay, cool. And you like the West Sunset? I do. What do you see now? So yeah, I face west. I get to see the Chicago River. It's right outside um, my, my place, but I'm very fortunate to have that. Um, so I like being, I, I, I've also been on the east side of the so city. So the current view is not an issue? No. Okay, so you, you're, happy with your, you, you're happy with your issue. So you guys, I want you to understand what I'm finding out here. So I'm finding out his wife, but I'm also going to go and find out what his pain is. And I haven't found out his pain just yet. Yeah. I think his pain is sleeping on the ear mattress when his parents <laughs> come. That's, and that's the other part thing of it, yeah. Talk, yeah, and the other thing I'm gonna to talk to eventually is understanding that, um, you know, um, we tend to overvalue our money and undervalue our time. Yeah. And our parents are in their 70s. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, Money comes and goes, but when five years goes from now, you can't get that time back. Right. And so one of the things is you might be wanting, DJ might be wanting more time with mom and dad and I enjoying do. it. And okay. And, and you can't get that time with mom and dad in your one bedroom, 800 square foot apartment. Right. And you have the ability to get that two bedroom. Your pain isn't your West view because you got a gorgeous view of the Chicago river. Yes. Uh, but your pain might be, um, there's going to come a time when mom and dad can't come yes. and see me. Right. And this is the stuff that I'm going to know. I'm not going to repeat this with you right now. I'm going to notate it. Right. And so many real estate agents are so focused on, well, I'm with this company. We got this market share and I got this marketing. I got that. It's not about you. Right. It's understanding who your client is. What do they want? And then, hey, let's go out, DJ. Let's look through this. And then when DJ, when you're the deer in the headlights because of all these different things that are flying at you, here I come, buddy. I'm your beacon of light. I'm your emotional intelligence. And we say, hey, remember this, is this still important for you? Is this what you need to do? And it helps you, it helps you cross the bridge. And you're the one who's crossed the bridge, not me. I just have pointed out what your why is and then what your pain points are. And this is something that you could practice on with your friends. I'm not talking about making a sales practice. It's like actually just get into a conversation with a friend or your child and talk about them about something they're looking to do and ask them why. And don't say, well, I'm practicing for my real estate career and this is why I want to do. Just really try to add value to somebody's life that has nothing to do with real estate and get in the habit of asking why and start consulting with people on other things that they want to do and be that voice. Um, it's a wonderful skill set and a gift that you could give to your friends and your family, um, but it's something that comes with time and practice. God, DJ, I want to talk to you more about why you want to move and, and come start <laughs> with you and go through that. Um, but this is where, you know, and wrapping up the call for everybody is, you know, um, you know, stop selling yourself, right? And, and don't worry about all of this other chatter that's out there and these trends and this and that. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about my company. It's not about your company. It's about your client. It's right. about them. And uh, be that servient leader, be that person who is interested in the other individuals. And then you add your, your value and it, it, it will flow naturally for you. Yeah, the more information you have about what your clients want, uh, what their musts, their shoulds, um, and their not importance uh, and, and their why, uh, knowing all of those things is so critical. Otherwise, you're throwing dark, you know, darts in the dark, right? Yeah. You need to know exactly what people want and why they want it. And then that, and really, it's funny, um, it's not as commonly done. Successful agents do it and, and not as successful agents don't. And if you have that information and you spend the time to really connect and find out what the client is looking for and why, uh, you will be so incredibly successful because you'll know you'll, they are yeah. giving you the exact formula uh, for you to be able to find them the property they want. Yeah, it's the easy way. 
uh, it's the easy way. Uh, your ego is not your amigo. You know, let it go. It's not about you. It's about the consumer, the client you're serving. You know, dig in and, and figure out about them. Okay. So well, I think that's a good wrap on the call. I, I hope it is. I think I'm is. trying to keep it in the condensed series here for your listeners. I want our listeners also who are in the Chicagoland area to know that what I do for a living, because this is, this is, I will give some context to what I'm about to say is I spend a hundred percent of my time recruiting for the company I work for, but I'm putting that aside in the moment because if you are looking to switch firms, if you're a broker in the Chicagoland area, the suburbs, the city, or you're in Michigan, in Northwest Indiana, Wisconsin, Illinois, and you're looking for that one-on-one -on -one coaching experience, and maybe you're just looking to see what other firms offer, please take a look at DAPL Properties. Uh, Ryan has not asked me to do this plug for him, but I'm going to do it because I'm such a big fan of, of him and his company. So please go to dapralproperties.com, reach out, see what they offer. They have a full marketing and coaching solution. It's incredibly unique. I, I I recruit agents from all firms. You know who I don't ever recruit agents from? Ryan's company, because he must be doing something right because nobody ever leaves. So that is, uh, that is uh, my, my biggest, uh, highest possible recommendation for anyone listening who wants to just see what other opportunities exist, reach out to DAPRO Properties and see what they, uh, if it's a good fit. Um, I'm a huge fan um, and uh, we're so honored, Ryan, to have you on the show. Um, before okay, we- Thank you. Uh, you're, you're welcome. Before we uh, wrap up, I want to uh, say two quick things. One is um, ways our listeners can help us. So we're going to ask you for two quick favors. They're pretty painless. But one is to please tell a friend. This, this wonderful coaching session we just did with Ryan, um, please think of one other real estate professional or, 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 or a loan officer or a, you know, anyone in sales that could benefit from hearing from these great strategies Ryan just shared. And please pass the podcast over. You can send them directly to our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com, or just have them pull up any podcast app search for Keeping It Real will we'll show up. The second thing is please follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash keepingitrealpod. Why? Well, number one, we broadcast these episodes live. So right now, if you're listening to this, we already broadcast the video portion while we recorded it on Facebook. So you can watch these episodes before we actually finish them. But also every single day, we find an article online written somewhere designed to help you grow your business and we share it with you. So we're all, the whole intention of this podcast is to help learn from the best and people like Ryan come on every single month. We're so honored uh, to share his strategies. And um, Ryan, thanks again. Wonderful episode. Um, we will Thank see you. Thank you, DJ. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, we will see everybody next month um, or in, and with Ryan again and hope, every, hope all your agents are staying safe and healthy and, uh, and family and friends too. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you.